Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Cued Up, the review podcast type of streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc. We're just going to go with it. Just keep going. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Dunfisher. How have you been this week? It's hotter than 40 fucking hills out here. Give Maya a green screen for... I'm, I'm, I'm on location. The twin sons are bearing down, burning my ass up. It's fucking. Cr- I'm too pale and pasty for this shit. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be red as a fucking lobster by the time this recording's over. By the time this recording is over, I feel like you'll be on two, a bunch of different locations as we progress. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. So uh, at the time of this of of this uploading uh how'd everyone like our april fools bit oh yeah because this uploads today uh saturday and yesterday was april fool's day and instead of uploading this episode we uploaded our yearly annual yearly and annual well i'm not redundant (laughs) at all am i well i'm Uh, not the one only one fucking up over here yeah but I, i fucked up on one take and we're just keeping on going um. Anyway, our our can, annual you can April keep Fool's my fuck gag. Ups if you want. I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> we uh, we did our many thanks to Dakota for assisting us with our annual April Fool's gag. It was a lot of fun. Uh, my, if you uh, haven't watched it, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. What were you going to say? Uh, show it to my folks and. Uh, one thing my mom said immediately was like, you and my are hilarious, but Dakota fucking makes it. I was like, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. Well, I played it straight as fuck. Yeah, right. With the, exception, with the exception of the whole squeezing of the, you know, girth of the testicle question that you asked me about. And I did this with my hands, <laughs> which I don't my think favorite. you noticed when we were actually no. filming it. No, because if I stared at the screen too long, I started giggling, and I was trying to not do that, so I was trying to distract. Like, you'll see me in the video constantly look up at my TV to not... Oh, I know. But there was one moment I'm watching it that I didn't catch while we were recording that uh, I got later, and that was Dakota. Dakota says something about, like, not going to the doctor, or the doctor said something that he didn't agree with, or some shit like that. Never trust doctors, and I'm sitting here, I'm like... Yeah, because that's what I said. I was like, I was like, you just can't trust doctors, uh, uh, st- uh, uh, Mr. Stucky, that you can't do that. And you were like, <laughs> so fucking funny. I, I'm really happy with this year's one. Like, it's oh it's yeah, really solid. If 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 for those of you who have watched it, let us know what you thought. If you haven't watched it, please go back and watch it, and watch it on YouTube, please. Yeah, uh, we did this. We just had a rough outline. As in rough outline, we knew who, what our characters were and what we were going to talk about. That was it. And we did this in one take in under 19 minutes. The the best way that I can describe it, or at least the way that I kind of pitched it, was Reno 911 style. Like, rough outline, like Maya said, and then we just improv It was so improv that I didn't even tell Maya what I was going to say. Which I did think I caught you off guard. <laughs> you did. You did. I wasn't <laughs> expecting, you know, that line of questioning. So 
of course, I, you know, like I said, I played it straight, uh, and I think you know we did pretty good. Uh, yep. Misty left her ass off. Uh, I was editing it, and got, I've got it. When I was editing it, uh, I was doing some stuff with Lowry, and I went ahead and gave him a sneak peek of it while we were doing some stuff, working on some Teespring stuff, and uh, he laughed his ass off from start to finish. Nice. So, yeah, I'm excited for everyone to get a chance to see it. As of recording this, it has not gone live, but as of no. uploading this, it will have already been up. Yeah, for about 24 hours. So, so if you've not seen it and you're curious what we're talking about, please go watch it. Let us know in the comments what you thought. If you found it funny, if you found it dumb, if you, hell, even if you just found it, um, yeah, let us yeah. know. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely a wild thing if that's the first thing you catch of this podcast. Holy shit, <laughs> it makes no sense. I mean. God, could you imagine someone just goes, what's all queued up about? Let me air this one. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> God, that'd be so good. Um, Before we get into our reviews of for the day, I do want to bring up kind of what happened Sunday. Um, But not to the extent of like, I give a fuck about either party in the situation. What, what happened I want... Sunday? Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Oh, why are you bringing up old shit? Because <laughs> I want to, the point I want to talk about is something that we kind of talked about during Marvelous Miss Maisel. And that was this like concept of it being okay to uh, like too many people were really okay with assaulting a comedian for a joke. Too many people I saw that I personally know were just like, no, it's totally fine. It's totally fine that he walked up there and slapped him. And I'm like, four words? No. That's fucked uh, up. I wholeheartedly disagree with them. Uh, it's just, you know what? He can be upset about it. She can be upset about it. That's fine. You can even voice your displeasure about it. Yeah, but physically fucking striking someone who is paid to make fucking jokes over a fucking joke, regardless of you know whether he knew of her uh, medical condition or not, it's not okay to fucking strike somebody over that. It's just not. I mean, I'm Fuck not gonna you, lie. Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, I I tend to I tend to lose respect for people. And this is just my personal opinion, disagree with me or not. I tend to lose a little respect for people who can't take a joke in general. Um, it, it bothers me to a to a personal degree because I accept jokes about myself all the time. I laugh at myself all the time. I mean, I've told stories on this podcast that are embarrassing. Maya have told po uh, uh, things on this podcast that are embarrassing and that can be made fun of. And we, we rip on each other all the fucking time. Publicly. Absolutely. And and in what, private. And in yeah. I mean Wednesday. Oh my night, god, you should you should hear our Wednesday night game nights with Andy and Mark. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's brutal. We've said we've said some shit that make the Pope blush. Yeah. And what what bothers me about people who can't laugh at themselves is they view the world in such a way that is boring. 
It's not fun. It is, uh, it is to the extent that when I see somebody be upset about a joke about themselves, I have no interest in talking to you from here on out. Just none. Um, and this isn't to say that if you saw Will, you know, you agree with what Will Smith did as as okay. I don't see that in this situation, especially if you've been able to take a joke about yourself. Um, but generally, if you get mad because a joke has been made about you, I lose respect for you straight up. And I think that's my problem with this situation is a lot of us loved Will Smith. Now I'm just like in the like department because that that hit to Chris Rock's face was worse than just being offended at the joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get being in the moment. I see, I see his side of it, being in the moment, being emotional. But what makes it look bad? Motherfucker was laughing at it on camera Mm -hmm. until she gave him this look. And I don't know if you saw that meme that I posted in our chat this morning. Is hurling in saying something to him, and it was the fucking activation code words for fucking Winter Soldier. <laughs> I did not see that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this: regardless of everything, the memes coming out of this fucking situation the are memes, hilarious. The memes have been delightful. I think that's my favorite one, though. Is hurling into him right before he goes up to the stage saying something to him, and it's just the code words to activate Winter Soldier from Civil uh, War. And my favorite, like, my favorite joke oh. was uh, was uh, somebody said that Chris Rock missed an absolute opportunity to say if he's this mad in March, wait until he uh, wait until August. Yeah, that was my favorite yeah. joke that, that I didn't get. One. I didn't get at first because I didn't know the guy's name was August. You had to tell me that. Yeah, but what I was like. Oh. <laughs> oh, the the one the one where he's getting slapped and they've fucking photoshopped in all the rings from Sonic just flying out when Sonic gets hit and rings fly out. That one was yeah. good too. Yeah, there's it's been a lot of good memes, a fucking lot. Hey, I, I feel bad for Chris Rock. I mean, he, you know, he handled that situation about as well as anybody could have. I don't. I don't feel bad for Chris at all. You got to keep a couple things in mind. And the reason why I don't feel bad for Chris. Motherfucker's a millionaire. He's... Well, I don't feel that bad for him. (laughs) Also, did you see Ticketmaster? What they tweet? Or I think it was Ticketmaster. But it was whatever company sells the tickets for Chris Rock's stand-up tour. Literally said that they sold more tickets in 30 minutes for his shows than they have the entire tour. Huh. Yeah. Which isn't surprising, because usually when situations like this happen, that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel bad for him just in the moment, is what I'm saying. I don't feel bad for him, like, as a whole. It's just like, he handled that situation, you know, what the fuck? He was just, he's just like, Bill Bill Smith just slapped the shit out of me. He's like, okay, it's just it's arguably the best thing that could have happened to chris i mean if i'm if i'm gonna be fucking direct like the dude is now gonna be even richer (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely boosted his popularity i think that's what we were talking about last night too that was so funny uh while we were playing fall guys was 
a couple of the people in the group were like, I think it was staged. And, you know, I initially thought that it may have been because of the way oh, Rock was standing. Same here. Because he was kind of standing with his hands clasped behind his back and he kind of leaned into it and braced for it and didn't try to block it. But, well, the, I was say the other reason that I thought it might have been staged was because of the uh, video that I saw had a lot of it cut out. Like he walks up on stage, you 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 don't even hear the smack because the audio just gets cut completely, and then it's like you don't hear uh, or, uh, Will Smith just smack the shit out of me. You don't hear keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Uh, you don't hear any of that. You just goes until Chris or until Chris um, goes to give the award for best documentary. Um, and it wasn't until the Japanese and Australian uh, feeds that did not cut the audio that I got to hear the whole thing. And Chris's like attempt to get back into the show after the situation yeah. was so like, I don't dislike Chris Rock. As a matter of fact, I think some of his stand up is really fucking funny. Oh, agreed. Um, the man is not a good actor. Just going to throw that out there. Like, if There's a reason why he was killed off halfway through fucking New Jack City. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that being said, he's not that good of an actor. So watch that footage again, and if you think that's staged, you are giving him way too much credit. So that's that's why I'm like, there's no way that it was faked. Also, not yeah. every fucking thing needs to have a conspiracy behind it, people. Come on. Genuinely. No, no. Like, can it just be a situation, a heated moment in the situation? Like, Jesus Christ. But, but the other thing that sucks, I want to point this out, is that, you know, oddly enough, I agree with Jim Carrey. Uh, this was a really bad situation for everybody involved. Um, because the Oscars tends to be this big, like, I genuinely don't give a fuck about the Oscars because I, it's, it's, it's Hollywood types trading money is all it is. Um, but uh, there are genuine talent. There's genuine talent at the Oscars that this is a big deal for them. This is a push for them to be able to make more stuff. Like, do you know who won Best Documentary? Dude, I don't even know anything about... I didn't even know the Oscars were happening until my fucking phone started blowing up. And then 30 minutes there. later... 30 minutes later, he gets the Best Actor Award. That's the only thing I know about it. And then I fucking learned that Amy Schumer slammed an animation uh, when she yeah. was up there to introduce the animation Best Animation category. And she's like, it's something that kids enjoy and something adults have to endure. And I'm like, you know, I knew there were many reasons why I couldn't stand her, but this is just the icing on the fucking cake. So... One of the big reasons that that joke also is really shitty for that situation uh, is um, one of the anime. One of the things that was nominated was a. Uh, it was like it was like the it was like the story of a gay Af Afghan man running from war or something like that, but it was like an important little film that was made, and for her to say that with that was about to be nominated, I'm like. Maybe not the best joke at the time. Which, let's be fair, 98% of Amy Schumer's jokes are not the best jokes at the time. That's true. The other 2%, she can just fuck off with. That's true. 
don't know. The Oscars has always been something I've despised. And uh, oddly enough, this isn't. I've seen people say, oh, this is the ugliest moment in Oscars history. Nope, it's not. I did a little looking into it. And there in 1973, Marlon Brando won Best Actor for The Godfather. He didn't even attend the ceremony. He had an Apache actress named Sachin Littlefeather attend in his spot, go up on the stage with a speech that he had penned and have her in his stead refuse the award and the reasons why we're in his speech, but they wouldn't let her read it on air. But she said to surmise it, to sum it up, it was because of the mistreatment of Native Americans, which at the time she used the term American Indian because it was 1970 fucking three. And that's what they didn't use indigenous people or Native Americans back then. Right. A few people booed her, but then, you know, there were some claps came, came in, this and that. Apparently, security, six security guards had to hold back John Wayne from rushing the stage to jerk her off the stage. And then Clint Eastwood comes up right after that, and he's like, I don't know if I should accept this award on behalf of all the cowboys who have been shot in John Ford movies or not now. And I was just like, that's some ugly fucking moments in Oscar history. You know, we saw somebody lose their fucking temper and act like a bitch. Yeah. Um, and that's all that was. I mean, Will I'll Smith say this much. A bitch. It's by far the most interesting thing that's happened at the Oscars in my entire life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the Oscars, to put out that statement, is like, oh, we don't condone violence in any form. Yet, they honored Woody Allen and Roman Polanski and Sean Penn Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. numerous uh, cases of physical violence on women and sexual assault uh, on underage. And, you know, the things that they're alleged to have done yeah yeah the whole thing is just it's just it's just not like i think that's the other thing for me that really like is kind of upsetting about the whole situation is that it isn't good for anybody now i'll explain why we could have i could have because i know maya didn't know i was going to talk about this i could have made the choice to not bring it up but I always find it uh, an important opportunity to bring up the fact that like comedy and jokes are not malicious. They're not, nor will they ever be. Um, If a comedian makes a joke about you, it is entirely, I don't want to say innocent, but it's not, it's not what you think it is. It's not some dude standing there going, you motherfucker. And then like trying to get into a fight. It's a dude making a joke to make everyone laugh. That's it. That's yeah. all a joke is. Dude, I mean, look at me. I'm a walking joke. Uh, I would love to be roasted by somebody like Bill Burr or Jim Jeffries yeah. or, you know, uh, Burt Kreischer or fucking uh, Tom well, Segura. You know, I'd love to be roasted by a comedian. There's a reason we have things called roasts because like I've said this a thousand times. My friend Andy will fucking give me the most shit out of any friend I have. He is arguably my best friend. Uh, and, and I say arguably because like 
as close I feel to him I do to you, but because he has seniority, I'm like, he's my best friend. Um, he's also like 40 minutes away, and I'm, you know, like 2,500 miles away. There is that too. Uh, but um, he roasts me out of most people. If he wasn't roasting me, I'd be concerned about our friendship. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have I have friendships with people like that. If we're not giving each other shit and busting each other's balls, uh something's wrong. Something's wrong. But and I know that's not the same as a comedian making a joke or roasting you on stage. But it also kind of is. Because if a comedian points you out, that means he appreciates you being there. He like like in that situation, Chris Rock was not doing that out of malicious intent. No, he, he just made a lame joke. I mean, it wasn't a good joke. Uh, it was not a good joke. No, it was a fucking reference to a 25-year-old movie. Good lord. Like Anybody born after fucking the year 2000 might not ever know what the fuck that movie is because let's be honest that I, I forgot about that movie. I forgot it existed until the joke. Yeah, pretty much. It's not a good movie. I don't care what anybody says. It wasn't, but, but, but yeah, just straight up. Like don't, don't think that you're holier than thou. Your shit doesn't stink that you can't be roasted. And if you are roasted in public by a comedian, this isn't carte blanche to run up on stage. Cause I can promise you this. Uh, Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars and is a millionaire. Other comedians that do this aren't. They will rock yep. your shit. Yep. Yep. Uh, and others will rock your shit. <clears throat> I promise you that you will be arrested. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, I want to, if you don't like what they're saying, just get up and fucking leave. Yep. Don't physically assault somebody or you have try a to, choice try to, or try to heckle and hope the best that the comedian doesn't come back because I promise you, you ain't going to win that fight. Especially if it's somebody like Steve Hostetter, that motherfucker mm-hmm. can handle a heckler like no other. Yeah. So, anyway, we should move on. We've been at this for twenty minutes. <laughs> I just wanted yeah. to bring it up again because we've talked. I like I said, we talked about it during uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel because you know Lenny Bruce and Midge get thrown into jail quite often for their comedy, mm-hmm. and uh, over the years, some of my favorite comedians have gone to jail or been sued because of their jokes, and I've mm-hmm. never understood that. It's the weirdest fucking thing, and to see this live on TV from somebody who you would assume has that same mentality is really, really, really fucked up. So that's, that's ultimately why I want to bring it up. Like fucking laugh at yourself. Life's too short to be that angry ever. Like there are worse things to be angry at right now than a fucking joke about you. Here's what I want to know. After all was said and done, Will stood up for Jada's honor. What have you? You think she let him watch that night? I knew that joke was coming, but I didn't know how it was coming. <laughs> like, I knew you were going to make a joke like that, but I was like, which one? Which one is it? Oh, that's fucking, I love it. Because <laughs> let's be fair. I mean, 
that didn't help him any at all with the shit he's been through. Uh, he just it didn't help his image at all, no. at all. No, it made him more of a joke, really, in my opinion. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm all for standing up for those that you love when it's warranted. If they're physically being attacked or being physically threatened, yes, defend your loved ones. When somebody says, you know what, your mother's a whore. Ooh. Well, it's not any reason to hit somebody over it. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who had whores from others that listen to this show. I love my mother greatly. I am literally living with her and my dad. <laughs> because, uh, you know, they, they, they raised me to give a shit about them. Um, and I take care of them as best I can. Maya knows this. I've been doing it for three years now, four years, something like that. And I'm doing my best. Um, the other night I hop online, make a joke at a guy. And he makes a comment about, like, fucking my mom or some shit like that. And my response was, well, good for her. I don't know how that benefits yeah. you, but good for her. Yeah. Like, it's wild to me that people don't do that. It is the craziest fucking thing that people are like, no, I think I want to use physical violence against that joke about my mom. It's like, what the Dude, fuck? Is where I live, I mean, if if some uh, if I if I were to say to you like, you know what, fuck you. I've seen people get so angry they want to fight over that shit. Because like, you're not going to disrespect me that way. I'm like, what way? You you cussed me. You know, I was like, first of all, cursing someone. Ooh. Ooh. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I yeah, never will. I'll never will. But never I do. I will say it's never okay to physically assault one, assault someone over words. Words are powerless unless you give them power. Like I said, I, I'll I'll go even further and say, like, if you can't accept jokes about yourself, if you can't laugh at yourself, you're a boring person. Like, I'm I'm just gonna lay it flat. I'm yeah. I'm gonna be 39 next month. I'm way past the point of giving a fuck anymore. You're a boring person if you cannot laugh at yourself. And I have a lot of things to laugh at about myself. So, anyway, we should move on to the shows we're going to review. <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, got a serious talk there, guys. Um, with a few jokes. Uh, so today we're going to review episode one of both uh, Moon Knight and Halo episode ones. Um, and we'll start on Moon Knight. We'll just go right into Moon Knight. Uh, so uh, borderline quick synopsis for episode one. This is going to be a six episode series. Um, but episode one starts off with us meeting uh, Stephen. What the fuck was his Grant. last name? Grant. Thank you. Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant. And um, we focus on Stephen Grant exclusively. And Stephen is a meek, uh, shy, introverted, uh, as he puts it, um, gift shop Um, He works at a museum in London, uh, specifically the Egyptian wing, which fits perfectly into what's happening in the show. 
Uh, and uh, he is aware that he might have a split personality or that he might have multiple personalities because when he wakes up, he's either in different locations or he's, you know, he has to strap himself to his bed. He has like these little, like he puts tape on his door to see like if it's gone or if it's missing or whatever. And, or if it's um, been disturbed, he puts like sand all around his bed to see if there's any footprints in it when he wakes up. Uh, and, uh, and one night he, he does that. He straps himself to his bed. He puts sand around his, his bed to see if there's any footprints. Once, you know, if, if this other personality leaves, puts tape on his door, goes to bed. He tries to stay awake, but he goes to bed. And next thing you know, he's waking up in some random fucking location with his jaw dislocated, which was a trip to see. I was like, Oh my God. Uh, and, uh, suddenly like there's a voice in his head. Uh, Oh no, the idiot's back. Yeah. Oh no, the idiot's back. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I'll admit, I know a lot about Marvel and I know of Moon Knight because of the team ups he's had with some of my favorite characters. No fucking clue about him. Never read a Moon Knight comic in my life. Same. So going into this in, in, in borderline, the complete dark, I think it's great. Like I know that, that like what I knew about Moon Knight going into this was that his name, his alt, his, his uh, name was Mark Spector and that he got his powers from a deity of the moon. That's roughly it. I learned before the show came out that he had DID. That was it. So I'm excited to go into this in the dark, but um, yeah, then we see him in this town and, and uh, there's, we, we meet the villain of the show played by um, Ethan, Ethan Hawk Hawk. Uh, and he clearly has some kind of deity type power where he can drain the life of somebody if they're deemed bad by this scales tattoo on his arm. Yeah, and it was, that was a cool visual to see because he's actually, it shows him judging people who willingly submit themselves for judgment. And like, What's his God's this, name that I met? I uh, you had to ask me. <laughs> I think it was like A-M-M-U-T. I think it's no. how it was spelled on the subtitle. Uh, but... Um, Well, Maya's looking that up. I wanted to. Oh, did you find it? No. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't matter. Super important. No. um, What was cool though? The visual of the scales, like the scales are being held by opposing crocodile heads, like you know, one facing this way, one facing that way, and the scales, you know, are actually balancing. And if a person is judged good, the tattoo goes from black to green. But if they are judged bad, it goes red. Also, then, just as a visual scale, if it's <clears throat> if it's good, they're equal. But if it's bad, they they weigh one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Which is a which is a different visual cue towards the end of the episode too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what made this scene cool was that Mark has a scarab on him, like this metal-looking golden scarab. And that's what they want. And as he goes to hand it to uh, Ethan Hunt's character, Ethan Hawke's character, um, I assume it's Mark Specter inside his body, like makes him close his fist. And he's like yeah. trying to hand it back, and he's like, "I'm trying to give it to you." <laughs> it was fucking. He's hilarious. like, "Why are my legs doing this? I'm not trying to move my legs." You know? <laughs> but 
there's a scene where four dudes surround um, Steven and all of a sudden his eyes start to roll in the back of his head and the screen gets wild. He then comes back. You come back to Steven. You never see any other personality. We are focused on Steven because I, I, what I love about this is it wanted you as the audience member to be as confused as Steven was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so fucking clever. Uh, but then we get like, he comes back to, and he's standing with all four dudes, presumably dead around his yeah. feet. And he's holding the scarab in his hand. His hand is fucking covered in blood. Yeah. Then he runs. Cupcake van. Yeah, the cupcake van fucking chasing was amazing. But yeah, consistently through the through the through that scene, you know, he comes in and out of being presumably Mark and Steven. But we only see Steven. We only ever see Steven. But every time he comes back, some new shit has happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't know what's happened, how he's got there. Uh, it's wild, you know, and then we, uh, early in the episode, you see that he has a date with the tour guide at the museum. So after this sequence of events happens, he's like, Oh, I've got a date tonight. When he wakes up, comes to, he's like, it's all just a dream or what have you goes to the restaurant. He's waiting on her and he calls her up because he's been waiting for a while. And she's like, oh, that's cheeky of you. Call me two days later. He's like, what? No, it's Friday. She's like, no, it's Sunday. Lose my number. And he's like, what is going on? But yeah, I think the... Uh, it was sad, actually. It was sad to see that because, like... Yeah. You, you and, oh, isn't his boss just a horrible person to him? Oh, my God. The fucking she was worst. Absolutely the worst. I think she she says in like towards the beginning of the episode, like she looks at him and she's she makes a comment about like he's he's a catch or some shit like that. And I think I said out loud to my dad, I was like, bitch. <laughs> like she has it says it hella sarcastic that he's like, Well, what a catch you are. And I'm like, Oh, you bitch. Mm-hmm. This is so fucking rude. Like, and and Steve yeah. is such a nice guy, and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Which is what makes this also so much fun to watch. Yeah, um, Amit. A-M-M-I-T. Amit. Okay. Also known yeah. as Devourer of the Dead via Egyptian, uh, what do you call ancient gods? Mythos? Egyptian mythos? Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so, so we see Steven back in, like he wakes up in his, uh, like some lumber comes down the street. Yeah. He wakes up in his bed. Uh, he's back in New York and he starts to have visions of what I'm assuming is the moon God. Uh, the one that was had the voice in his head that basically gives Moon Knight his powers. Mm -hmm. But Steven has no fucking clue who this is. He noticed that his fish has been replaced. He notices some scuffs on the floor from the table where the aquarium sat. And he looked and he moved it. And he's like, okay. And he's looking around and above where the aquarium would have been there. It looks like a board's been removed and it's dislodged. He steps up on a desk, reaches in, he pulls out a cell phone and a key. And there's like dozens of missed calls from somebody and he 
and they call again. He answers it. And she's like, oh, Mark, thank goodness you're alive. He's like, what What'd you call me? She's like, what's with your accent, Mark? He's yeah. like, I don't know what you're going on about. Who is this? And, you know, she hangs up. So that's another clue for him. Okay, you're two people in a separate body or the same body. Um, we see him go back to work and he's doing inventory and he's leaving for the night. Or he's getting ready to leave. No, is when he was coming to work. Sorry. Uh, Ethan Hawke's character tracks him down. And he's like, give us, our, give us the scarab. He's like, I don't have it. I'm sorry. And Ethan Hawke's like, okay. And just, I guess he just left. I don't remember. Uh, but it cuts to later that night. He's leaving the museum after his shift. And he hears what he he hears a dog barking, and he goes looking for it. No, 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 because no, uh, no, no, no. What what ended up happening with the scene with with Ethan Hawke's character was, and I thought this was the cool visual that I want that I was talking about was he he put the oh scale. he judged him yeah yeah and and the scales were just doing this like they couldn't balance That's they right. couldn't figure it out and he was like there's chaos inside you and I yeah. love that line yeah That's right That's right Sorry. All right. I just wanted to point that out because I what I what I loved about that was it 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 clearly indicates that now Ethan Hawke's character, which we still don't have a name for him, by the way, like they never say his name. I don't remember at least. Well, he actually said uh, when somebody called him one thing, he said they called him Harrow. He said no, call me Arthur. His name's Arthur. Harrow. Arthur. Okay, Arthur. So yeah, when Arthur when Arthur judges him and he says there's chaos inside you, that told Arthur that there's something unique about Stephen. Plus, you know, you don't see a man just like take out four dudes in 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 rapid quick succession, and then come back and and go sorry like, and not think something's up with that right? Yeah. So so when he I think when he saw the scales do that and he said there's chaos inside you he was like there's something else about this guy and just let him go. He even says to his to one of the um, followers. That's right. Just let him go. Yeah. And then that night. The thing. Okay. Then that night, he, he he hears a dog, what he thinks is a dog, and it was some type of fiendish hellhound. That's for sure. It's very it looked, Egyptian looking. Yes, yes. That's what I was gonna say. Is Egyptian looking? And he runs into the bathroom, and he's locked himself in the bathroom, and this thing's pounding on the door. And we had seen glimpses of somebody else in the mirror making movements before this but now we full-on see him looking back at himself not mimicking what he's doing in the mirror he's like and in an american accent not a british accent he's like you need to let me take control or that thing's going to kill us yeah he's like what what's going on he's like steven let me take control i can save us and you see this uh you see him kind of roll his eyes back in his head and you see the hound bash through the door Next thing you know, you see a sink fly off the wall out into the hallway and smash up against the opposite wall. And you see this demon hound trying to crawl for its life out of the bathroom. And you see it get jerked back in. 
And the next thing you know, you just see Moon Knight standing over it, just pummeling the shit out of it. Yeah. And he turns and walks towards the camera, and that's it. That's it. Like, and I know that from here on out, we're, we're, we're it's not just going to be focused on Steven, but for the first episode, brilliant. Absolutely yeah. fucking brilliant. A wonderful setup to lead us into that moment. I yeah. This, like, I, again, to be very clear, know very, very little about Moon Knight. And this being the introduction, I'm a thousand percent into the show. Like, I was yeah. already going to watch the whole thing because it's an MCU thing and I fucking love superheroes, but I'm I'm now more in than I ever was. So. Um, oh, yeah. But let's go ahead and give a grade and a final thought. I, I was going to ask, what grade would you give it? A. It's an A. Okay. Uh, not quite an A+, plus because I think that um, there are a few parts that they don't really give enough information for me. Maybe an extra 10 minutes and seeing kind of like a little bit more Moon Knight would have would have bumped it to an A+. Plus, but um, I'm really, really happy with what we got. And I think everyone fucking brought their absolute A game to this entire show so far. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the mystery of not knowing any of the characters or anything that's going to happen. Uh, like the MCU has done, has done a really good job at like, Oh, you recognize the character because you've read about them. You know, the stories about them, you've read them in the comics, but we're going to do a different story. So it's still going to be, you're still going to kind of be in the dark, but being this in the dark is too much fun. So, yeah, I agree. It is a lot of fun. I, you know, like you, I'm also going to give it an A. Uh, and like you, I've got very little knowledge. You know, the only thing I had, I knew that Moon Knight had dissociative identity disorder. Uh, but I didn't know much else about him other than, you know, his powers were Egyptian or, you know, of Egyptian origin. And that was basically it. So... I like being in the dark. It's a lot of fun. This was a fun ride. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to more. Yep, I agree. I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh, so yeah, go watch Moon Knight. It's great. If you're in the MCU, this will tie into the larger MCU. I am. I am 100% sure. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know when, but it will. I know that this season is supposedly as detached from the MCU as it can be for right now. Um, but like if we're getting blade expect moon knight <laughs> like i feel like that like what we got at the end of eternals with uh, black knight and the voice of um blade you know telling uh dave david what the fuck was his name dane dane thank you uh like are you ready or something like that um that's who that was blade i wasn't sure yeah, the director said that it was uh, Mahishrala Ali. I cannot fucking pronounce his first name correctly. I think I did a good job, but I could be way off. But yeah, I it's his voice. I think you did. No, <laughs> probably fucked it up bad. But yeah, it's his voice. So, um, speaking of that, I'm super excited for his blade. Good lord, it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. But that's you know what's funny as I was thinking the other day before we move on to our other show. That's one of the reasons why. They can't fully commit to making the the uh, Netflix Marvel shows um, fully canon because he's in he's Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. 
So, but then again, then again, the woman who is the uh, who plays uh, uh, the main character in Eternals was also in Captain Marvel as Minerva. So, granted, she was in full makeup, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so our next thing we're going to review uh, for this episode is episode one of Halo on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, this was a wild trip of an episode for me. Um, and I'll let Maya do most of the talking about what happened in the episode because um, I'm going to end up doing a lot of like, well, the difference between that and the game, because I'm a massive fan of the franchise. Uh, there's a bunch of posters on my wall. I have the legendary Halo 3 and the Halo, legendary um, Halo Reach uh, fig, uh, like setups. Um, been a fan of the franchise since like 2003. So it's it's something I'm well-versed in. Um, I've never played a Halo game. I just know that there's a, ca- a character called Master Chief and he wears green armor and he's a Spartan. And there was a character called Cortana. That's about my extent of Halo knowledge. So I think I text this to you. This show is about 90, 90 to 92% accurate to the, to the game's franchise. So in the games, and I have to be very clear about this, in the games, one of the big things that you have to understand about Spartans is that the original Spartan program was failed because the, the UNSC basically tried to do it with Marines, but every single Marine that signed up for it died. It was a massive fucking failure across the board. And it wasn't until Catherine, Dr. Catherine Halsey showed up and was like, we can do this again, but what we'll do is we'll, we'll uh, look for children who are about five years of age, who have exceptional abilities, uh, take DNA samples from them, create uh, flawed clones that will die within a few months from seemingly cancer, uh, kidnap those kids and put them through the most rigorous and uh, intense training that we wouldn't even put our Marines through. Um, basically like how you would tra- like the Spartans would train their kids in ancient Greece. Um, and then once they're of age, we'll put them through the modifications to allow them to be inside the Molnar armor. Uh, they did this to about, a hundred kids, 200 kids, something like that. But like 60 made it. The rest died. Um, so as fucked up as that sounds, that might give some leeway to what happens in this episode or what's going on. Uh, but the Spartan twos weren't deployed until there was an insurgents war where there are a bunch of people who were essentially rebels trying to fight against the UNSC and Oni. Oni being the large government organization that functions on earth. Um, and uh what's oni stand for oh, i don't fucking remember i know that unsc is united nations naval command uh let's see is what? it unnc unsc so it's oh space command sorry united say. united nations space command um Oni stand. Oh, I could have looked over here at the acronym. Stand for in Halo. Office of Naval Intelligence. Okay. 
Um, yeah, throw me out, throw, throw me into the fucking thick of it. Uh, so again, and I have to make this as clear as I can. I have no idea if the show is going to utilize any of what I'm saying, but the fact that this opening scene was essentially some of those insurgents that have seen the Spartan twos in action, taking them out. Like in the lore of Halo, there's a planet called Harvest. Harvest is a massive uh, terraformed farm planet. And uh, essentially the Earth uses it as a way to grow crops because the Earth is not as great of a place for that anymore. And um, that's the first planet that the Covenant glass. They absolutely annihilate that planet. Um, Reach was the second planet that the Covenant was trying to take. And uh, they were successful, just FYI. Uh, I'm getting a little too far ahead of the show. If Well, let's, let's talk about the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was just bringing that up because the, the idea that the characters that we meet in the beginning of the show are insurgents fighting against the UNSC and have seen Spartan 2s in action. But they're blind to the Covenant. They had no idea the Covenant were even a thing. And, and the we, Covenant is the alien force that that attacks their planet. Yes, those, um, those specific ones we see are called Singili, uh by their own race name, but they're colloquially known as elites. Okay. Okay, so the just summary of the episode here from yeah go Wikipedia. ahead go ahead go ahead and tell the episode because i'm gonna keep doing that that's gonna be a problem for me <laughs> yeah shut the fuck up um in 2552 the covenant attack an insurrectionist outpost on the planet madrigal wiping out everyone except for teenager Quan ha before the spartans of silver team intervene in a nearby cave system the Master Chief discovers and retrieves a forerunner artifact that reacts to his touch, displaying mysterious symbols and, and unlocking some of his sealed childhood memories. A surviving Covenant elite witnesses and reports this to the Prophet of Mercy on high charity. On reach, Dr. Halsey clashes with Admiral Perangiski uh, over their methods and Halsey's desire to create an AI Halsey. from her... Halsey. Halsey. Halsey, Halsey's desire to create an AI from her own mind. After Quan refuses to cooperate, the Master Chief is ordered to assassinate her, but he refuses and goes rogue, earning Quan's trust by showing her his face. Cornered, Master Chief touches the artifact again, which disables power to the base and restores power to his ship, allowing the Master Chief and Quan to escape. In the process, he discovers that he had drawn the artifact as a child, suggesting that he has a past connection to it. That is the write-up in Wikipedia for the episode. All right. So, one uh, before I get into my like differences and comparisons and stuff like that, and again, I'm not judging the show based on my comparisons. FYI, I just love making the comparisons. Um, what did you think of the show? from the standpoint of somebody who's never played the games. Oh, I thought it was interesting as fuck. And I thought it was fun and cool. Good. Good. It's not going to make me go out and buy a goddamn Xbox, but you know, 
I mean, you should buy an Xbox because they have cool games on them, but, you know, I get it. No. <laughs> I have a PC. If I want to play any of those oh, games, I can just get Game Pass. So That's true. You should, because there's the Master Chief Collection, which has a Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, Reach, and ODST. So you can get a lot of that story. What's ODST? ODST takes place between Halo 2. It takes place in the middle of Halo 2. So one of the big things about Halo 2 was that the Covenant reached Earth. And that was a bad it was a bad thing, obviously. And um there's a pl- there's a city, uh Numbambai, in the middle of Africa. Um and one of their giant ships, you kind of see the ship in the show. Um but one of their ships decides to go into um uh, light slip, I think is what they call it in Halo. But it goes to do that on the surface of Earth, which then causes essentially a massive explosion that takes out everything in New Mumbai. Um, when this happens, there are a bunch of ODST, which are like the Green Beret or Navy SEALs. Like that's kind of like their their level. They're just that much better than everybody else. They're more trained. They're more knowledgeable. But there's a bunch of ODSTs that are um, dropping onto the surface in their pods. These pods are designed to completely cushion their fall entirely, so that way they can just get out of the pod and start fighting immediately. But they're landing on the surface of... or They're they're supposed to land in New Mumbai. As they're falling, the ship goes, creates this massive wave, which not only separates this, this particular squad of ODSTs, which are voiced by Nathan Fillion, Alan Tudyk, um, Alex Baldwin from specifically the the guy that was in Firefly, uh, Trisha Hel- um, uh, the what the fuck's her name? Trish Helbert. But yeah, the cast was fucking dope. Just FYI, and but you play as the rookie, and your job uh, getting on like you wake up hours after the conflict, and your job now is to. Um, basically find out what happened to your squad and, 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 you know, collect them. Essentially the game is a bit of like an action noir because you'll find like the first thing that you find is like a helmet stuck in a TV. Hmm. When you grab the helmet, it does like a flashback of whatever characters that helmet belonged to. So then like, I think it was Nathan Fillion's character. So you, and then, and then later you play as like Alex, uh, Alex Baldwin's character, and he finds Alan Tudyk's character. It's it's one of my favorite fucking games. Like I absolutely you mean Daniel Baldwin. Is it Daniel? Is his name Daniel? I thought it was Alex. You talking yeah, about the one it. in Firefly and Serena? Yeah, yeah. Is it Daniel? And I'm just fucking it up entirely. Yeah. It's either Daniel or Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin. That's right. Adam Baldwin. Um, anyway, Jesus Christ. you got to stop asking me about the games or this is going to happen every time we talk about Halo. Okay, back to the show. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, anybody who wants to play the games, all the fucking games except for five, and um, the new one that just came out, uh, Infinite, are on the Master Chief Collection which you can get on Game Pass, both on PC and Xbox. Okay, done with that. Um, 
one of the coolest things for me. So being a longtime Halo fan, the scene in the opening where it was those four Spartans taking out the elite, or as I'm sure you looked at them, the aliens. Um, yeah. Was one of the absolute coolest fucking things I have ever had the privilege of seeing in a, in a video game adaptation. Uh, they added sound effects directly from the game. Like when Master Chief's armor starts to tell him he's, his uh, shield's almost down and it does that beeping noise and it is as it comes back. Yeah. Ripped directly from the games. That's awesome. So for me, I was like, oh, oh fucking. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, watching those Spartans just fucking annihilate. Oh, my God, dude. It was so like, I'm glad you enjoyed it. My dad fucking loved it. People I've talked to say it was, an, a, great, it was a great scene. Uh, for a longtime fan of the franchise, it was like. It just it was like both nostalgic and awesome at the same time. So um, I have seen, and I'm not going to mention anybody by name, but I've seen friends say, "This is what happens when you have writers write a show that don't know the source material." And I'm like, "Okay." To what extent? I've heard people say that too, and they're wrong. They're I mean, full. I don't wrong. know. I, I know I know you don't know. I'm telling I'm telling you they're wrong. Like they they, they add things I'll I'll, t- I'll say this. They add things in this show that are not in the games at all. So I've I Quan's a brand new fucking character. Totally brand new character. Um not that it matters, but uh the the uh the characters um what the fuck? Miranda Keys and Commander Keys. mm mm-hmm. Mhm they were white in the games. Okay. Again, not that that fucking matters. It's just a difference. You know, it's just, yeah. a, it's just, um, in the comics, sorry, let me rephrase that in the games. Master chief never takes off his helmet. Um, this was designed specifically. So that way the, the gamer could feel like it was them inside the armor. However, in the very first book ever fucking published, you were given a detailed description of what Master Chief's face looks like. Oh. One eye is basically dead uh, because it's uh, it was scarred. Um, he has a, a few scars on his face and he has a redhead. A bright redhead. He's a ginger. He's totally Gingers a fucking have, ginger. Oh, and have no souls. Super pale skin, by the way. Like I'm talking Conan O'Brien, Jim Gaffigan pale. Me pale. There you go. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are comics and animations where you see this. You get to fucking see this. And I've heard numerous people go, "We never know what he looks like because they don't do it in the games." That's nice. You realize that the books and the animations and shit like that are canon. But I guess you wanted to ignore that because it's not in the game specifically. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, one of the other complaints that I that I saw a lot, Maya, was uh, that clone of Catherine Halsey. You remember that scene? Mm-hmm. That's how she builds Cortana in the in the books. Okay. From a clone, a brain of her of her clone. The people who didn't know that, who've played the games, who thought they knew what the fuck they were talking about, started bitching that that's not in the games. 
Well, yeah, I know it's not in the fucking games. Actually, there's a line in the games that does tell you that, but you, if you choose to ignore it, that's on you. Um, if it's not pew, pew, boom, boom, they don't fucking know. Right. And this is something I experienced exclusively through Mass Effect, which I know I've talked about ad nauseum with you. I just, I just had to take my leg off. It was starting to cramp. Oh, speaking of, I got my new leg. Oh, yeah, that's right. With the, with the crow on it. Which I made a solid joke about. <laughs> you did, and then I made a better one back at you. <laughs> um, Greg's solid joke was, well, I didn't know Hot Topic made prosthetics, which was very good. Very good. I will not repeat the one that I got him back with, though, because that's a private story, and goddamn, was it good. It was. It was solid. Uh there's a few other differences. So do you remember when the prophet of mercy is talking to some woman that's dressed like she was in fifth element? Yeah. That woman doesn't exist in any halo lore ever. Okay. She is a brand spanking new character and I have no idea who she is, which is exciting for me because again, this is an adaptation. If I want the same story, I have avenues to do that. Yeah, exactly. So this is exciting. We get a new character that I have no idea what her purpose is. Um, there are a few things that are rattling up here, Maya, that I won't tell you because I know it's going to be a spoiler for the show. I absolutely know. Like, the device that Master Chief touches, not telling you a fucking thing about that. I want that to be a mystery for you because I know they're going to make that a mystery for the show. Um, my concern... Oh my god, I just realized who's playing Master Chief. Yeah, Pornstash. He's Pornstash from Orange is the New Black. Uh, my buddy Andy, he he calls me after watching the episode, and he was just like, he was like, I didn't know Pornstash was Master Chief, and I hadn't seen it in my head, and he, I just started fucking laughing when he mentioned that. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> huh. Uh... But yeah, so there's a few things I won't tell you. There's a few things I won't mention from the lore because I, I want I want people who haven't played the games like me um, to discover it as the show reveals it. Yes, because of two things. It might be totally different than the games, but if it is like the games, if they pulled from from the lore of the books and shit like that and you get that reveal, that's awesome. I don't want to ruin that for you. Cool. But I will tell you other small things, like I did, like the you know where the where the Spartans come from, because I think they're going to tell yeah. that in the show. But probably whatever. Um, and they might tell it different. They might not even mention the the clone kids that die of cancer immediately. They might just say, "Oh, the you know you know, just kidnapped these kids." They might not even do that. It might have been a fucking program where you submit a kid. I don't fucking know. Have no mm. clue. So we'll see. But. Uh, Take your kid to genetic testing day. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really happy with what the show's doing because it's you know very. Abundant- make a wish, kids. Here, <laughs> it's abundantly clear to me that uh, they actually do give a shit about the source material. The sound it effects. Seems, look it at, seems like it. All the vehicles look right. Um. Other small things like the weaponry looks right. 
Uh, there's a little bit of like kind of shitty CGI, and I totally see it. I don't care. I genuinely don't give a fuck. I mean, we've had bad CGI for as long as CGI has existed. It's not and even that bad. Like it just kind of. Co- it's still better than anything we got in the fucking eighties. Yeah. Uh, like if you're bitching about CGI on this show, I like I'd hate to see you at a fucking theater. Not a, not a uh, movie theater, but like a play theater. Their prosthetics look bad. They put it on in an hour. Shut the fuck up. Um, suspend disbelief, motherfucker. I mean, I can put my prosthetic on in just a few seconds, but okay. Also, I, I, one of the other things I want to point out, Maya, that this show does that I love, the brutalness. Yeah, it's it's... It's definitely that, and that's cool. That's not a thing in the games. <laughs> the games are rated M for sure, but like Viscera to that degree, not in the games. Hmm. Which I'm, I love. I'm like, yes, make Halo more fucking gritty. I love it. Hell yeah! Like the scene. Well, where- I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, you I, know, mean- I didn't hate on it at all. That's good. That's very good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I've talked this almost this entire time about Halo, so I want to hear you say a little bit more. Like, I, what I want to hear from you, Maya, is what maybe your uh, theories are on a few things. If you I have. don't have any theories, God, I don't. I've not formulated any theories because I I don't like doing that. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't, that. I don't that, that's the thing, especially when something's been around for 20 fucking years uh, that I don't know anything about. I don't like to formulate theories about what, what may occur or what we may see, because I'm probably 1000% off base and, you know. I'm all for being made fun of from time to time, but I don't want to be ridiculed for my lack of knowledge by mm. some fucking super nerd for not knowing. See, because from like, my perspective, the reason that I want to know what you think is going to happen or what you think a thing is or or some to that effect is like, because you have no prior knowledge, because you don't know the, the franchise like I do, um, I would find that fascinating to see your perspective on where you think things are going or your theories on things versus what I know. You know what I mean? Like I find that to that, that, that Venn diagram would be fucking rad. That's all. Mm. That's all. Got you. I got you. Cause well, I mean, I definitely don't think that Halsey uh, and the silver team are going to stick around with the UNSC. I think they're going to splinter off. Uh, seems to be, you know, projecting in that direction. Um, Also, uh, I mean, I know there's going to have to be a Cortana, so however Cortana comes about with that clone brain, uh, I'm wondering if Halsey even survives, uh, you know, for very long. Fun Um, fun little uh, side fact real quick. The actress that's playing Cortana is the same as is, is Jen Taylor, who voices Cortana in the games. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 
it's fucking awesome. So sorry, I just wanted to add that in there. I think that's right. Oh, um, you know, I think it'll be cool to see the mystery of these uh, childhood memories that he's getting glimpses of, uh, glimpses of uh, come to him more frequently. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some uh, big confrontation when he realizes what did you do to me? I want answers, what have you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of places it can go that I'm curious to see where it goes. And, uh, you know, don't really have any theories formed yet or anything. Okay. No, that's good. I'm, I'm, um, uh, I want to show you something real quick. So, do, 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 do. Here's high charity in the games. That's specifically a shot from the game. Jesus Christ, it looks just like the fucking show. People want to go, they didn't do this. Shut up. Uh, let me show you a profit. Halo to profit of truth. I'll do the profit of truth. I think so. I mean, looks like what I saw in the on the on the show. Yeah, I mean, technically, that's the one from the game. It's a little like you know, low low poly because it's Halo uh, Xbox One or the first Xbox, I should say. But yeah, yeah. Seeing that shit in high def, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> they're ugly as fuck. I forgot. <laughs> I'm excited for you guys to meet the grunts and the jackals and the hunters. And that's all I'm going to say because you have no idea what they are. But I'm excited. There are other covenant aliens. So, yay, it's going to be exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited for the show. I'm excited for more of the show. I, I am too. I am I, too. I'm looking forward to the new episode for this week. Uh, what grade would you give it? Oh, I'll give it an A. God, we it are absolutely. It, it are absolutely. It absolutely kept my uh, kept me engaged. I was generally genuinely interested in the lore. I wanted to know more about everything that I was presented, uh, and you know the action scenes were fucking fun as hell. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm excited for more of this show. Fantastic, yeah. Um, a as well. I, I also want to point out that if you're a longtime Halo fan and you are bitching about certain things in the show, come talk to me, and I'll tell you if you're wrong or not. Um, I can tell you unequivocally right now, the the biggest difference between this show and the games is the, the, the overarching plot. Uh, Master Chief kind of turning his back on the UNSC this early. Not, not in the games. Um, or, the, or the lore, I should say. But that's fine. As I said earlier... If I want the fucking story, I have other avenues. Yeah. This is an adaptation. It's a different story written by different people. But the looks Enjoy and the sounds, it for what it is. I'm going to. I'm stoked. Um, I'm I, I have, like I said, I have a lot of theories about who's who and what's what and whatnot because of my knowledge of the games, but I'm not saying a word. Like 
I won't even tell you. I won't. There's. I'm just gonna shut up. I'm just gonna shut the fuck up before I say something that I don't want to say. Okay. Because I don't want to spoil it. I'll leave it be. Well, well, let's wrap it up and get out of here then. Yeah. Uh. Absolutely. Uh. Next week, everybody, it's gonna be episode two of Moon Knight and episode two of Halo. That'll be like that for the next six weeks until Moon Knight's over. I know that Halo is like a ten episode thing, but uh, that's that's that for a while. Um. So join. So watch those and join us. Uh, make sure you're following us on all the socials listed below. We'll try to keep you updated if we add anything so you can uh, watch it and keep up with us while we're reviewing. Uh, check out the Teespring store if you'd like some merch with a, a, a T-shirt, a pint glass, a fleece blanket, or a sticker. All proceeds go directly to the No spot. blanket. No blanket. I saw a fleece blanket on there. That wasn't supposed to be there. Okay. I'll take that off my notes. But uh, coffee mug... Put coffee mug on there. Replace fleece blanket with coffee mug. There you go. All right. Um, like I specifically went to the site to make sure I could make these notes. So that's that's funny. Um, uh, to watch the live video of today's podcast, head on over to our YouTube channel. The link is also below. Uh, if you're looking for uh, more podcasts to listen to, head on over to the Nirvana Network. There's plenty of wonderful shows with great friends on there that have plenty of topics to talk about um, and to listen to. It's 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 awesome. Uh, but that link is also below. Uh, Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. So also linked to it are my Twitter and Instagram accounts. So if you want to follow me on any of those, you can do so. Uh, if you want to catch me on another show, you can catch me on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on a show called Figabangin' that airs every other Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a live-action figure review show, uh, primarily Transformers, sometimes things outside of that. But, yeah, it's we review uh, figures on there and make jokes and crack jokes like we're 12 years old, and it's a lot of, a lot of juvenile fun. And uh, we interact with the chat when we do it. So if that's your thing, check it out. If it's not your thing, check it out anyway and see if it is your thing. If it's not, I won't be angry. But yeah, that's all the places where you can find me. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me under Chub Rock Geek on all socials. I do uh, video game talks on occasion with my buddy Anthony on Mission Start Podcast or Mission Start Tubes on YouTube. Uh, you can also check out my solo reviews on uh, our YouTube channel, which is also linked below. Um, well, that's it. That's everything. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.